0: Here. All right. Hello, hello. ¿Qué tal? ¿Qué pasa?
1: Happy, I'm happy to be here. It's going to be fun. <laughs> nice. I'm excited. I'm <laughs> excited to have you here. How have you, have you been doing, my man?
0: I've been doing good. Which episode is this already? we have done a few of these already. Yeah, this is going to be seven, basically. Number seven. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Um, I've watched a few of these. Uh, I saw the Perf special, I watched a little bit of the of one with Isaac, and uh,
1: some of um, Marianitos. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah, the Marianito one, I was really excited about it. The bad thing is, like, it was in Spanish, and not that many people could hear yeah. it. Um, so, yeah, I still want to add the subtitles, but it's honestly, yeah, it's a bit of a mission. It's too much. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yeah maybe maybe the future with awesome. it in english yeah uh, yeah um anyways welcome here um yeah man what what uh, what have you been up to recently a lot of studying exams and working
0: <laughs> not i not a, i didn't have much time to train lately but uh i gotta get back to it it's very very soon because i have something up uh, i have something coming up which i'm gonna be announcing at the end of this podcast today
1: shit. so
0: everyone who's listening be sure to, tone up, to tune in all the way to the end to know what it is oh shit!
1: creating some hype all right all right okay so yeah. so okay so what's like a day in the life of Ariel like I guess you, you tell me you, you're going to uni you training whenever you come how does it look
0: yeah so I'm a full-time student so studying is my main thing right now i'm doing a double bachelor's degree at monash university of business and information technology uh so uh most of the day is classes depending if it's the morning or afternoon i try to go to the gym uh, and train as well i'm also a monash elite athlete so i get gym for free which is nice
1: Mm
0: -hmm. um and I also work, I'm a, uh, a student investor for the university. So I create uh, some social media content for them. And I also do a little bit of dog walking on my on my
1: spare time at, at nights. <laughs> oh, nice. Okay, so you, is it like you get paid to, I think I've seen people doing that. Like you walk few dogs at the same time sort of thing? No, so yeah, technically yes, but I actually
0: walk one very big dog and i (laughs) okay all right not bad some sort of cardio yeah okay so yeah and uh, a little bit more about my background information i started calisthenics back in 2014 so -hmm. eight years already um and people even say that like i'm og you know people that started like back (laughs) in the day like 2013, 14, like the really early ons and everything started with because I had a teacher who asked me to, to bring bodyweight exercises, a PE teacher uh, to class for the whole class to do. And I, as I was a very energetic kid and had a, like, a little bit of a athletic background, I wanted to, you know, challenge everyone or bring something that I knew that no one would be able to do except myself. So I searched YouTube to you see like bodyweight exercises or like something crazy. And then I saw this military guy doing all kinds of different push-ups. And I thought like, wow, this, in- this is insane. And I want to be able to do it as well. And from there on, I, I started uh, getting to know all these different calisthenics exercises. Uh, like human flags and muscle-ups. And I started wanting to be able to do that as well. So that's how everything started, I guess. Uh, in addition to the fact that it, back in the day, I also did Krav Maga when I was younger.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: No Krav Maga, the self-defense Israeli. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's when I started actually doing pull-ups because before that, I wasn't even able to do much pull-ups. So, yeah, that that was the beginning of everything back in 2014. Very, very few people actually do it or knew what it was. Yeah, it was back in Brazil. Where mm-hmm. I was born and raised. Uh, yeah, my first my first element was a muscle up, which took me two weeks to get it.
1: Oh, okay.
0: Go to school. I was sixteen. Go to school. Finish school. F- straight to the bar. <laughs> <laughs> How long did you take uh, to get the muscle up?
1: Well, they, I guess it depends, right? Like you know, like okay, the first one. Mm-hmm like took me yeah like maybe a few weeks um but obviously it was like one chicken wing and all that and like heaps of knee (laughs) right so the knees were flying but then until i guess managed to get cleaner once Mm -hmm. took like yeah many months i would say i would say like after the first year i had some decent muscle up um and then yeah i was focused on trying to add more reps um yeah, that's, that's about and me.
0: And after the muscle-up, which was the second skill that you started focusing on or getting?
1: Um, actually, so to me, I was very early on introduced to front lever, even though when I started, I didn't even know anyone that could do it. But I knew that was, I think, you know, like first thing you Google, like calisthenics, Chris Heria will appear and you see him doing the front lever or like Osvaldo, right? So, mm-hmm. yeah, I was, I was familiar with that. Okay, that's something I want to do, you know, no matter what. So I would say I started training quite early on, even when I didn't really have any sort of maybe basics level or minimum strength required. But, yeah, I still was having fun, you know. Um, and I think that's that's probably one of the things that kept me going because sometimes even you try some skill that's maybe very far, but because you're focused on that, it keeps you the motivation going. So, um, even if you're still, maybe, I uh, was still, like, I don't know, very far from me, like, one, two years, uh, far away, forever, I don't know, keep me going. So, so yeah, from there. It's the little progress that matters.
0: If you see the, even if it's very small, but if you see a little bit of progress, that's going to motivate you to keep going.
1: hmm
0: Yeah. And one interesting fact is that while we're, well, we're both here in Australia, and obviously I'm very well known to have a good planche. And I actually learned Planche through Monsters tutorial back in 2014. So he was one of the first ones to do a, a proper uh, and, t- and technical Planche tutorial. And it was because of him that I actually like invested so much into Planche and got so much into it. Nice. So I've told him, I've never met him, but he should be coming to Melbourne soon to visit. And hopefully I'll be meeting him for the first time nice that's amazing that's like closing,
1: thank him. closing the circle basically <laughs> yeah no
0: he's definitely a reference in, in the calisthenics world mm.
1: that's funny though because actually just recently I think after the recent comp uh, he started following me and I also noticed uh, I think Aaron as well he started following Aaron and other athletes he I'm followed sure. quite a few people yeah. yeah so I'm not sure how exactly but I think he might have seen the Melbourne comp or something um so, yeah, I think that's really, really nice on him, that, you know, giving considering his reach and, you know, that, uh, his community, like, not community, but, like, his following that he has, like, he's involved, trying to get involved again with the community, yeah. because I don't think he's living in Australia anymore, right? he's in, like, US or something, if I'm not mistaken.
0: I think he's, if I'm not mistaken, I think he's a performer in Las Vegas, but I'm not exactly
1: sure how it goes. Hmm. Nice. Yeah. But anyway, so I think if I have to bet money, I, I would say you can hold the plants longer than him now. That'll be fun. <laughs> well, maybe I can hold longer, but he has the dynamic
0: strength. Like that, he, His arms are insanely big. He can do push-ups like there's no tomorrow. Like he was actually, I think he was the first one or the second one to actually do plunge push-ups with a uh, back uh, clap. Right.
1: <laughs> that is insanely hard. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, he's got some very unique background, I would say, with the explosiveness and all the other tricking and flipping, he does some crazy shit. Yeah.
0: Um,
1: but yeah, that's that's very interesting. Like, okay, th- so tell, tell me a bit more now that we're talking about plants. Tell me, how, when did you start training plants and what was your approach? I guess like things might have changed a lot like in eight years, especially with plants and form and technique, right? Like before sort of anything counted, I guess.
0: Yeah. So my first elements that I I was able to achieve was the muscle up. The second one was handstand, which took me around four months to actually have control over it. And after that, I started uh, like focusing on planche, which I'd say for me to get like a full three second hold uh, properly, I'd say that took me a whole year. And I even posted a few videos on YouTube of my progression because When I was actually... When I first started... uh, There's someone calling me. (laughs) But when I first... I don't think it stopped the audio. When I first uh, started... uh, I didn't have anyone to to train with me. Or I wasn't exactly aware of... Like how the form should be. Locked elbows. So I would just keep recording myself on everything that I did. And I would check afterwards how was my form. Mm. But after that... uh, And I I thought I was doing it correctly, but I realized I was all doing a bent arm the whole time. Uh, But regardless, eventually I did fix that up and I did got it by one year. And I posted the progress video on YouTube, which got a lot of views, like 100,000 plus views.
1: Damn.
0: And it was funny the amount of haters that said, like, no, you're lying. Like, it's not possible to get in one year (laughs) full
1: planche. And nowadays you see people doing even six months. (laughs) Yeah, well. Yeah, that must be... Yeah, especially back, back, back then, like, not many people could do full plans, especially with, like, locked arms and all the things, right? Yeah. Just take, through. No, but nowadays take real quick if there's still recording, just in case. I don't want to... Yeah, it is, it is. Okay, easy. Sorry, what are
0: you saying? Uh, no, but I think that nowadays, uh, especially in some countries like Israel... So, after I started my first year of calisthenics, I moved to Israel... I lived in Israel for six years And in Israel, it's insane The amount of young people Like usually they're teenagers So between uh, 16 and 18 uh, Because after that They go into the army But it's insane the amount of people who can do full planche Like full planche is not that impressive in Israel anymore Like anyone can do it Like There was even a a video of Like a full planche lineup And I think there was like like Almost 50 people Something like that Sheesh that's, yeah, that's more than the whole Australia for sure. <laughs> well, <laughs> Israel Israel has a very big calisthenics community of very young kids, actually. And in the beginning, you should be very strong in statics. But nowadays, it's even stronger in dynamics. I, I think there's... uh, I don't know how many, because I might get the numbers wrong. But there's definitely more than 10 people who can catch 7, 720.
1: Damn. <laughs> Well, yeah, it's actually, really I don't know that many people from Israel, to be honest. I'm not uh, probably going to say his name wrong. Yarin? Yarin? Yeah, so Yarin, yeah, he's definitely one of the best at the moment. So there was
0: definitely transitions there. So back in the day, there was someone called Shaked Julio. He was insanely good in statics. Like world recognized because of his statics back in the day in like 2015, where uh, not that there weren't that many people because the sport was so new uh afterwards there was don and tom rosenberg the twins mm. also very strong they were al- also one of my first friends in israel because as soon as i got there like hey i wanted to work out with people and i knew and i met everyone through instagram wow and yeah so and i actually was one of the first ones to do dynamics because back in the day only only statics and then suddenly i show up and i, I do the first 360. <laughs> oh
1: shit! nice <laughs> Introducing dynamics in the community, that's nice So like, was, is it like, um, I don't really know that much about the um, geography of it Was that in the same city or was like different cities or states So
0: Israel is a very small country
1: Very, very, very small country uh, You can get
0: from one uh, end to the other in like Seven, eight hours mm-hmm. driving That's the whole country Um So, one thing that was really nice, there there will be country meetings. So, whenever there is a holiday, everyone from the Calisthenics community would meet up in a specific city with a nice uh, workout park. And everyone would get to know each each other. Back in the day, it was super nice because the community wasn't that big. And everyone knew each other. Now, it's obviously a lot, lot, lot bigger. And now, not everyone knows each other. But it definitely grew uh, exponentially. But it was nice because it was how it brought the whole community together and everyone would put on a show like everyone would go up in the bar show their skills and everyone would would motivate each other and there was also like halloween themes and like people would come with uh costumes it was really really nice hmm. nice it's unfortunately that... no australia
1: i think it's uh, the the country's a bit too big to do it yeah that's that's definitely one of the challenges in australia like whenever we try to do a meetup or something is yeah, it's a bit of it's a bit of a mission. Yeah. Um, I mean, this like this recent one in Melbourne. I think we actually probably was the best one I ever seen. Like people traveling interstate and all that. Um, maybe this Melbourne is one of the best locations because it's like not that far from Sydney or year. like yeah. Adelaide or whatnot. But it's still, it's definitely some sort of a commitment, right? And it's yeah, it's a bit hard because obviously, like I think it's pretty young sport, as you were saying. So. I was—I wouldn't say people have that many resources yet. You know, when you are like yeah. teenager or early twenties, like you don't have that much money, unfortunately. Um, so yeah, but it's still nice. Um, but yeah, that's it. So like when you went to Israel, you were only one year in Calisthenics, and you could do already some yeah. some plants as you were saying.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Planch and stand a little bit of front lever. Front lever was really bad. It took me a, longer to to have a good front lever than
0: to have a good planche. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, that's, that's always interesting, you know, some people, like, yeah, it's probably like their genetics, also what you care more, as if you, you were saying you did some handstand, I think that's definitely going to give you some basic strength for plants already. So, yeah, in the end, it's really what you spend more time, I think.
0: To be honest, I have a, I have a, a theory that everyone has uh, different bodies, and these bodies are more suitable for either planche or front lever. Mm-hmm. uh that's because of their, their backs and their shoulders and i I keep imagining like people who don't work out or don't train calisthenics specifically i keep wondering like hey if that person did work out would they be a plancher or a front lever <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, right.
0: think about like an uncle of yours like if he would be on his prime in calisthenics right now
1: what would he be mm-hmm. oh yeah yeah, that's funny. I mean, yeah, I, I can definitely see that in terms of genetics. And as a preference, like if you are, I don't know, even going to a gym and you can do more, I don't know, bench press than, I don't know, lat pulldowns or whatever, maybe, or even like, yeah. you know, shoulder press or whatever, like maybe you are going to be better pushing skills. But yeah, that's, that's interesting to imagine who will be the, 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 the peak of that random person. Yeah.
0: I have a question for you. How, how do you see the the community in Australia of calisthenics and street workout growing? Or how do you see it like a few years from
1: now? Mm-hmm. I think it's definitely growing and it's going to the right place. There's obviously Challenges always on anything it just comes with human nature But I mean even myself, I haven't even been like that long. I'm I'm gonna be like three years at the end of this year so, I would say still relatively, inter- like, mid me, me to new time, right, in the community. But, yeah, I still can see, like, a big improvement from when I started. Uh, more people coming, stronger athletes, more competitions, uh, you know, people traveling, uh, some brands, you know. So, yeah, definitely some progress about it. Um, still, like, if I compare it with, uh, you know, you can always compare it with Europe or South America or something like, or Israel, as you were saying, like, it's probably still far. But, I don't know, I think it's just about time. And also, I, I have, like, a lot of hope in the new generations. Obviously, like, you were just saying the teenagers and all that, and it's like, it's legit, it's always the new generations are always better in anything, right? Like, I just see, like, teenagers now are already planting or, like, doing crazy shit, right? So, yeah, I have hope it's for It's easier that.
0: when you start earlier.
1: Yeah, that's for sure, yeah. <laughs> In terms of uh, yeah adaptation and all that, it's definitely better. That's what the gymnast start with. I uh, know, six eight year, eight years old, right? Mm. So when I first got to Australia,
0: the first person that I meet that I met well, actually the the only people I knew from Australia before I arrived was Time Monster and you know who Morgan Rose is. No. She's a fitness influencer. She also has calisthenics skills. But she also goes to the gym. Like she's overall... Uh, I think she's a gym shark representative. Oh, but yeah, yeah, she does have some calisthenics skills. She does one-arm handstands. Uh, she's can definitely do many pull-ups. She's really good. So I only knew these two personalities, which they're both very famous. And then when I got to Melbourne, I started looking for, for people from Melbourne who trained. And I met... I found Michael through Instagram.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Michael Tan. And it was fun how... He, like, he was actually the first person I I hanged out here in Australia. We scheduled a, a, a workout in the uh, Carnegie Park. And it was really, really cool uh, when we first met. And then we maintained this friendship till today. And we work out together a lot of times. Nowadays, not as much because we are filled with exams. But as soon as that's over... <laughs> And he eventually went with Sydney to, uh, he went to Sydney with me for the, for the national championship.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And we were together for this champ for the one in Melbourne as well. And it's really cool that I've, of all, of everything that I got from, from calisthenics, I think the amount of people that I met and got friendships from, that's the best thing that I got it from.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that is mind-blowing. And I, yeah, I know even my, myself, I experienced that. And I know so many people, like, with similar stories. It's pretty crazy when you think about it, all the people, like, the, the bond that you get with, with those. But yeah, it's, it's funny because for me, like, being in Sydney and just at first I didn't know you guys in person. But I always, like, I always thought about you and Michael. like being sort of together training and traveling. And as I found the is he's also, like, a sponsor as you are, from the university or something like that. Yeah, yeah I got him in. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I always thought about you as, like, you both like a, the team. So that was really cool. Yeah, we're going
0: to represent Melbourne. But, but also, team and then I met Timmy, I met CJ as well. They're amazing guys, and we have our small community, but hopefully it's going to get bigger. In fact, there's even a, a, a new Brazilian calisthenics athlete. He's injured at the moment, but he just arrived in Melbourne. He also he's also a very good athlete, and hopefully as soon as he, he heals from his I think he ripped his shoulder tendon. Sheesh.
1: Yeah,
0: Damn. but as soon as he heals, our small community is getting it's
1: gonna get less small. <laughs> nice. Actually, I think I, I I met him in in the in the comp. I think he went to the comp right just to watch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he showed up for the it's for the first day. mm mm-hmm. Yeah, nice. Yeah, no, it's crazy. It's, it's also very interesting when you meet people for the first time and then, like, you didn't even know, but then you realize, oh, this shit, this guy is like, oh, like, she has been doing this for, like, this long or, like, shit like that, right? But you just see them yeah. like nothing. No, 100%, yeah. Don't yeah. judge a book by
0: its cover. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's, that's sick. And one of the... One of the championships the one this uh, swap Z uh, where the guys from New Zealand came that was also very nice to meet new people and I'm going to New Zealand in the end of the year as well. so I'm gonna visit them and hopefully work out with them and it, it's also again really awesome to meet people through this sport because there's no barriers to entry anyone can do it. Uh, everyone starts from like knowing nothing and progress their way through. And you see that the people who put in more effort and more work, obviously, that genetics and body shape, have, like and body size, has a has a has a part in it. But in the end of the day, like the more you work towards it, the
1: more you're gonna you're gonna progress. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, absolutely. I think yeah, <laughs> definitely. Like, regardless of any genetics or not, like if you don't put in the the time, you're never gonna, I guess, make it. Whatever that means to you. I think it's like I think it's pretty humbling in that sense because, like at least I see a lot of people like talking, uh, like Instagram whatnot, but then when you actually see what people do in the comp, like that's you know I don't actually give a shit. All of you you can say anything you want. Like I unlocked this. I got this. I got that. You're going to show it in the comp, who actually put the time, yeah. you know, and like, who got the skill, or who's just suffering the skill, you know, like there's a big difference between actually having a skill, being able to do it after, like. And posting a skill. <laughs> exactly. And being able to do it in the fifth round, right? Than just holding something for three seconds in one round. So, yeah, that's one of the things that I love about the, the sport. Like, yeah, there's no bullshit when it comes to performance I like that. Yeah, I
0: 100% agree. Back in the day, like, especially, like, no one actually uh, trained that much. So it would be normal for you to actually either put slow motion in the videos or even, like, grab a picture of the frame, the frame that you held it. Like, uh-huh. if you go scroll down, like, all, like, my first post on Instagram was a film on the flag that I got the frame and that's it. <laughs> uh,
1: those, were the, those were the days. Yeah. You just post the photo and maybe two years later when you would post a video. You got to show the proof later. So, like, just continue on that topic. So you, if I'm not mistaken, you told me at some point that you competed against Tavares. That's true. Yes, I had
0: two battles against him. Actually, my first ever calisthenics championship uh, was in 2015 in Brazil. Uh, I never participated before. I only had eight months of training. And my first battle, like, they they do, they draw the, who was going to battle against who. And I ended up going against him, (laughs) the first one. And so this was my first battle ever. And obviously I lost. He was, like, very much ahead of me. And he also won the whole championship, like, in the end. So that was his first championship he won which was a really nice experience damn. and afterwards I had another battle against him in 2018 which was uh, the Arnold Classic uh, Team Championship, uh, which I ended up winning against him.
1: Oh damn, Oh, that's insane. Yeah. <laughs> whoa, that's crazy. Honestly, like when you say this, like it's just like it's even like so hard to like, I guess, understand, like even Tavares is, is like, whoa, famous now and i like he just competed on the uh, ultimate battles and all these things, and yeah. the fact that you compete versus him, then his first, uh obviously that's, that's not. That you but since then he
0: progressed insanely. Like the stuff that he can do nowadays, it's, like it's top, pro- like it's very very few people have that level, and the the flow that he has, and the both statics and dynamics, especially dynamics, it's always been his dynamics game was used to be a lot better than his static games but he was able to level them out
1: both at very very high level and yeah gotta respect that his form is insane dude i have so much respect for him and as if i'm not mistaken he's like 37 or something like yeah, that he's old. like that dude that's no joke if you actually fall in a in a dynamic or any sort of recovery like i'm just 31 compared with him like it's not even i'm not even that tall but i'm already like Fuck, like, I feel old, but then I see, I see him, and I'm like, okay, I just need to shut up and <laughs> just keep training, you know, right? But, but yeah, actually, he's insane. Like, even in the Ultimate Battles, just in the in the final, like, his p combo, bro, like, he was the only one that still threw that level of balance. Like, I'm not sure if you remember, but, like, he went to, like, a straight-bar, ha- like, plant press the straight-bar handstand, hold it to one arm... Then the negative hit really crazy combo like you need to have like such a cold-blooded to even do like balance i think balance is the most crazy shit to do in a competition and i wanted to touch about this uh with you because i know you that's one of your main i would say uh skills of strengths but i think as today i don't, I don't think balance has uh has much respect or the score that you should have in in competition especially when throwing in a combo and actually held it. Um, but yeah, it was very like hard to see who won versus him or uh, his stuff. Really yeah. Yeah, it was very, very hard to, to judge, uh, but yeah, his, what he did was, yeah, was crazy. He actually put everything together, which is insane. Yeah, if you ask
0: me on that competition, man, I gotta say, Hristov is just a fucking machine. He's like the Terminator. Like, he does things effortlessly. <laughs> like, his, what he does in real life is what we think we do in the shower, like, imagining ourselves in the calisthenics championship, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, literally. And uh, in regards to what you said about balance, uh, one-arm handstands, just simple one-arm handstands, was the element that took me the longest to achieve. The longest, by far.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I, I remember, because it, it took me two and a half years to achieve a one arm handstand. Yeah. Sheesh. And people do not realize how harder it is. I remember when I first saw, I, when I saw my first one arm handstand uh, in real life and like wow. And that doesn't seem that impressive because like oh, he's just doing the same thing just with one one arm instead. But that takes a lot a lot of training and balance and attempts. Like it's going to take you a million and a half attempts to actually get it. Mm-hmm. And I agree that it, a lot of people do not realize the the difficulty
1: level of one arm elements. Mm-hmm. Well, I do realize just by look, seeing how many few people does it, even in a competition like that. Just should tell you something, right? Like obviously, the strength side obviously is also a habit for that, and obviously like takes such a long time as well. But that thing you have it, you do it. You know, what I mean, like, you have front lever, you have plants. It dep- it's up to your strength how long you can hold it. But when it comes to balance, man, like, pff, dude, even a regular in a comp, like, with everyone screaming at you, that's just gnarly. So, so, yeah, I think, I don't know, I think it should have definitely more um, points. Like, I'm not sure. I was even thinking at some point to have, like, a balanced judge or something like that, right? Like, I think we still have to prove a lot in the judging system um but yeah even like yeah one arm yeah but also touching on the one arm right like because i've seen different styles of one arm if i'm not mistaken some people does it more sort of in a gymnastic w- sort of way like it's not really that much strength enough i'm not mistaken i'm not the best person about this and other people uh i've seen them doing it i think so maybe you um uh victor allendes come to my mind like i saw you do when i see you do it you can't do it 100 percent of the times but it's because you're using more strength or how does that what's the logic there
0: so actually one of my good friends is niv beckerman he's from israel he's one of the references in, in one-arm handstands uh he's insanely good and there's definitely uh two types of one-arm handstands which one is more a hand balance style which is 100 uh, percent form And having your body lined up. Mm. And the other one is using strength. Which is the one that I personally use more. uh, Which you rely more on strength. Than actually balance. It's a combination of both. But at the same time you rely more on balance. And that's why at the same time. I have the ability to go down. Into a one arm flag. Or even one arm planche. Mm. Uh, And basically the main difference. Is the fact that you have an arched back. And the... The way you position your shoulder, like you lock your shoulder in, it's also a bit different. But at the end of the day, Niv Beckerman himself, which again, I think he's one of the most renowned one-arm handstanders in the world. Um, he says, like, hey, one-arm handstand hold is a one-arm handstand hold. So it doesn't matter how you do it. Like as long as you, hit, you hold it with one arm, that's still a hold. Oh yeah. <laughs> so that's
1: that's how I see it because he, he's the one who told me that. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Like, if, and especially in a competition, like, honestly, whatever it it takes to actually hold that, uh, just go for it. I think the only thing, I'm not sure if one is maybe more safe in terms of, um, like, in, like maybe like injury prone. I'm not sure about that, or maybe it's fine. It's just more strength based. But if you have good condition, conditioning, conditioning, uh, both are safe. So yeah, but yeah, end of the day is, it's actually crazy. Yeah. Um, what is your, what
0: is one skill that, like, would be your dream skill to achieve?
1: Uh, I mean, I would say for pushing the vanilla Maltese, that would be the goal. I'm not sure how... Maltese? Yeah, how achievable that is. But Maltese, you know, like, the day-long style Maltese, that's... in the floor? Yeah, floor, and even with fingers or shit like that, that is just... It's fucking, like, yeah, I can't even describe. Like, it's mind-blowing to me, like, when I think about it, like, that, pers- like, that person is also a human. Like, we are the same sort of thing. But it doesn't seem like the same shit, you know what I mean? Yeah, it seems like he's a god. Yes, I understand. <laughs> yes. And then for bullying, um dude, like, I think may- I might be so biased because from training with Mariano while he was here, but, like, a really high are Victorian like actually clean Yeah. I really really appreciate that uh, I think like so many people do Victorian but there are levels in Victorian so like that high retracted Victorian is yeah that would be us, like a dream goal but yeah realistically there are may- like maybe I don't know how many people in the world that can do that shit so yeah we'll see we'll see <laughs> fair enough it's guys they leave though yeah no
0: that's that takes lot, a lot of years of of training to actually achieve and also body body shape like mariano's uh body style was made was built for that you know mm-hmm. that also takes into consideration how about you any anything that you you wanna get man one one thing that I would like to be able to do a hundred percent clean is the full Maltese, but like the full Maltese elevator Where you're 100% laying on the ground Like Kamenov does mm. And just like lift yourself Just one centimeter off the ground Right You know, like he's just like He's laying down there with like his his hands opened wide And just out of a center He just lifts himself up And he
1: seems like he's levitating Oh shit, yeah Yeah, that elevation is it's actually crazy When you're just standing that is, in the floor Like it seems like God is lifting him up from The ground, you know, yeah, that said, that one is also very tricky. I've seen like many, many people doing it, and it's very different, like depending where the unit shade the elevation, right? Like, if a lot more of people, like, you know, with the angles and Instagram and all that, it looks the same, but a lot of people started with the legs or whatnot, or like arch the back and things like that. But to really do it like, boom, like fully, um, horizontal. I think that's yeah even crazier. Well, yeah, and and who's your all-time favorite athlete? Uh I mean, I really got motivated a lot by Latians and Melnick in the beginning. I think I uh, just something that Melnick, I really, really yeah something that I really love. Not his, cannot okay, his plans. I mean. Okay, I don't really want to keep in shit for the production or whatnot. not. That's just a bit of uh, fun at this point. But more about the vlog. I always love the vlog style on, on basically any sort of content. But when I see Calisthenics on vlog and doing it in this nice way, that just motivates me so much. So probably those were the people that motivate me the most. And now, if I have to say, today... Uh, well, up to recently, like, I really was motivated by outsiders, I really like what they managed to put together, like the Croatia's team, basically the best statics team in the world, right? I think they had a big influence in calisthenics. And now I was re- just recently seeing the new strength, split, and whatnot, all this beef. So it was also fun to, to see, but I guess Elias and Onizuka will be my favorite athletes at the moment, I would say. Nice. Yeah agree Uh, the
0: evolution that we got all the way here like in the level the athletes at levels nowadays it's something that
1: it's really hard to keep yourself at the top absolutely man and also I guess yeah it also depends because they are obviously only statics but you do also like a bit of dynamics right at least from what I've seen in the competitions and the hand balancing part so it's even more complete so I'm just wondering what's What's sort of uh, evolution, if you had to choose a path, like do you aspire to be more sort of complete, invest more in freestyle or just level up statics, balance, what what motivates you? Statics, definitely
0: statics and power dynamics. Uh, I just wanna like keep getting stronger. And freestyle, I think it's it's cool. And it's nice if you have like uh, an environment to to train that you can ensure your safety, so training in a in a gymnasium with mats with a foam pit that makes all the difference but if not i'm not sure if it's worth the risk of injuring yourself because you fell so many uh, occurrences of athletes falling and like breaking their ankle or something like that i don't i don't i don't think that's worth it like if i have the opportunity of going to like a, a nice place then i'll definitely do it but if not i'd rather just focus on statics and power dynamics and getting stronger and keeping myself in shape and uh, I I'd I'd, I'd like to say that I keep, like to keep myself agile, like in control and with full body consciousness. Mm-hmm. And that's what I like
1: most. Nice. Yeah, no, you definitely need a lot of that. I think especially plants and Hansan. Yeah, uh, at least to me, I don't know why, maybe just to everyone, but I feel like the body awareness is, uh, plays a different role in that skills. Um, and also something I forgot to ask you like now that you mentioned the power dynamics I wanted to ask you about full plant push-ups. I haven't really seen you doing those in full I've seen you doing it in i actually seen you doing it in the rings in a straddle in the last comp that was actually very impressive but in when it comes to full I haven't really seen you doing it if I'm not mistaken so I'm just wondering are you always mostly focused on the pressing part because i've seen you doing press seems like very easy for you even in like wide or maltese so tell me a bit about this so the same way i like to say as well the same way there's planchers
0: and front levers there's planch pressers and there's planch (laughs) push-upers like it really goes down into that for some people it's easier for them to push up and for some people it's easier for them to press up um, for me, obviously it's pressing, uh, but yeah, I, I need to improve my full planche pushups. Uh, I always had a hard time with them, like straddle. I can, I can do very nicely, but full plan, when I do it on full, I have a hard time keeping myself aligned. And that's why I'd rather like keep to straddle pushups more clean instead of going for full planche and doing them halfway or doing them not in a good form. Mm-hmm. so they're, they're still in the work they're still in the work I should, should achieve them not by this year but next year definitely I'll have them back
1: mm-hmm. nice yeah I think uh, also like when you say I think actually it's very interesting that you did touch on this I think it's also about, applies to different labor like people that do presses versus pulls and I think it's, what I've seen is always related people that do can, can do more presses regardless of the skill they normally tend to have more hold time so do you think that's the case yeah. in your case? Like, can you do... I'm not sure what's your max full plants hold, but I'm guessing it's quite high. Well, it
0: was? It's been a while since the last time I tried. The last time I tried was a few years ago, but it was 18 seconds. Right, okay. That's, that's pretty fucking high, yeah. <laughs> but... Uh, I'd say that pressers... So, like myself, they... They do definitely have a. Uh, it's they have better isometric strength, uh, while push upers such like Simon's strength, uh, Simonster, he he is definitely like has greater uh, power dynamic strength. Uh, and let's say Osvaldo Lugones, the same thing, like they are very much, like they have they're stronger in doing in holding, while. Uh, sorry. In They're stronger while while push up. doing push-ups. While people like me or I think, I think Ethan as well. He's I think for him is also easier for to do presses. So, uh, and also he has a really good uh lock elbow lock
1: extension. So it's easier to hold and just keep holding. Hmm. Nice. and yeah, no, I think actually uh, to be honest, I think asu presses are a bit underestimated. Uh especially when people like do it clean, like, you know, not using the lower back and all this, and then coming from a hold, doing the press and to a hold, right? Like that's just orders sort of magnitude harder than just going straight away for, for the hold. And I think it's similar when I see also a lot of people doing like spamming a lot of pushups, but then they never do the hold at the end, right? So that's also, exactly. yeah. That's completely
0: different. I, I feel like that doesn't even count. Like, I can do planche push ups and not hold in the end, but then it doesn't count. So, yes. the whole thing is actually going back into a full planche
1: and holding it. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think hopefully, like, yeah, that in, yeah, I think hopefully we can improve that in general in competitions to so be more cautious about those things. Because like even those small details, even if it's a dead stop, like it's not even a halt, makes a big difference. But I'm not sure if judges really pay. They should pay attention to that, but I'm not sure if in practice it happens. Um, but yeah, I think the sport is still quite young, so we need to to evolve that a lot. How do
0: you see our judge situation <laughs> improving
1: here in Australia? <laughs> well, you know it's funny. Like I was actually. I mean, not, not to be biased, but I was judge in the, uh, the I don't think you came to this one. that was the qualifiers. that was actually funny. like there was the qualifiers um, competition right in Duff, Duff. and there was the fi- the that was also funny, like in the nationals, I went to Melbourne, and you guys came here, mm-hmm. I missed that one. But anyways, in the qualifiers, I was judge, and I was I mean, I tried my best, you know I was the statics judge, and I was I was proud to with what I did. Um, uh, even though I wasn't really happy with the whole result, because in the end, I'm just one person out of three or four, I'm pretty, my conscience is unhappy with what I did, what I try, right? But then, uh, I mean, from my experience, I haven't even been to that many battles, uh, sorry, that many competitions, but I think the judging can improve a lot, at least in the ultimate ones, there were definitely mistakes made in the judging, um, especially in the statics uh, part, I think ultimately we are all humans, right? And there's no one really to blame. Like he, he could have like uh you know, whatever criteria, and that's why we have to have like more than one judge, and they all should know a bit more. But yeah, I think they were definitely wrongly judged uh, athletes in those battles. I can think on you versus um Felix. That was a yeah pretty easy one for me. Like. At least, at the very, very least, it should have been Replica. Otherwise, I will even like, just give it to you. Also, Ethan versus Sack or Sack versus other people. I think probably we gave, I mean, the judges gave too much points to the rings part, even though form was way off. Nothing to like, not saying anything wrong about Sack or whatever. I like a happy respect for him. He did his best and it's pretty crazy, crazy shit what he did. But I think it should have been a score like it was. And then National wasn't there, so I can't really comment that much. Actually, I definitely want. I I wanna ask you. I wanted to ask you for sure about all these things. So I'll just give my, my impression first. Then in Perth ones, that was pretty pretty right. It was pretty small competition, so nothing really to to say. I, f- I felt like we was.
0: Who was the top three, people who won the in the Perth competition?
1: Uh, Ethan Aaron. Um. I mm, mm, okay. don't, re- okay. don't remember. The, Keep going. Oh, the third one, sorry. That, to be honest, we were only eight competitor competitors in that one, so it was pretty small. But still we tried our best, you know. And then yeah, the, the Melbourne one, Melbourne one was definitely off in I would say just one of the I mean, I see where they're coming from. They tried to accommodate all sort of levels or sort of like backgrounds into one sort of thing. So obviously in the end, nobody's gonna be happy. But if you ask me how I should have done, obviously I wouldn't, I wouldn't have put one yet just for the flexibility and I will definitely, I don't know, change few things. So even just the, qualific- the, the initial qualifiers, they were quite off. Uh, I mean, again, nothing to say against, any, like big respect to all athletes, but I think it was quite off a lot of things, right? Um, in the end, if I more specific about battles, especially like yours against Ethan, I think that was very hard to judge. Like if you ask me, if you against Felix, I had no uh, no question, but you against Ethan, I think it was really hard against touching on the balance part. Um, yeah, that probably should have given more points. Statics part, I will uh, I'm giving it to the Ethan mostly for form. Maybe not that many variety on elements, maybe, or that long combos. So again, it's, it's really hard to judge, especially the combo part, which I think is one of your main strengths, being able to do like, even like 40 seconds combo. I think that's something like, some competitions have a combo judge, <laughs> and I think we need that as well. Uh, so yeah, that one to me was really hard to judge. So I would probably... Oh, you actually did Replica, right? In that one? They did, yeah. Yeah, shit. <laughs> Yeah, I guess you can go with Replica forever. So so yeah, that was tough to me. If I'll say like, yeah, I'll say Ethan maybe won, but just for a tiny bit. Uh, But yeah, it's a lot of things to to be discussed on that one. Um, Definitely. So yeah, Um, that was my opinion. I want to hear actually your opinion. Obviously from, you know, coming to Australia, with all your background competing in like many other countries, like eight years. How was the whole experience? So first off, like in the very beginning, I didn't have that
0: great expectations from the competition itself because they literally said to expect the unexpected, but at the same time, they put a lot of emphasis, a lot of emphasis on the fact of that they want, they were looking for the complete athlete, that they wanted something to stand out, uh, something to f- like bring different stuff. Like they, they, focuses, they focused on variety and uh, can you still hear me? Yeah. Okay. Oh, okay. This earphone died. Okay. They said for, uh, to focus on variety and to stand out somehow. And one of the judges even said himself, like, hey, I want to see more than just planches. So even this an amazing athlete. I'm very happy that I have him as a rival. But at the same time... Uh, considering that I was going for what the competition was looking for and the judges should have been looking for, which was variety and something to stand out. They said the X factor. Uh, I think that even though Ethan has amazing form and the, the high, very, very high level, I think that he focused too much on just doing planche, uh, full planche and uh, full maltese and front lever and front lever pull-ups. Which there's there's nothing wrong with, but if the competition is looking for variety and something to for you to stand out, then I don't think that it makes sense for him to have taken
1: uh the win. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that minimally that- m- makes sense. I honestly don't know how much weight they put. Like, yeah, they uh, they advertise that, the completeness and, you know, the variety. But then I don't know how much weight they put on that. Uh, yeah, I think in terms of, like, variety, you definitely brought more things. Also, I'm just thinking about the the rings, the balance, the one arm. Uh, so
0: I definitely... I tried to put something different and new into every single round. So there was one that I went for the rings. There, one, there was one that I went for the parallels. I didn't even do some stuff like tiger band push-ups and I was on purposely leaving the one-arm planche for the last round which I know I didn't hold it as much as I should or had the best form but at the same time hey I was looking to bring something new to the crowd and not showing the same thing that I've shown the other elements uh and that was like mainly like I wanted to keep it interesting as well and I I, I I think that because of the fact because of the fact that Put so much emphasis on stand or, or you sending out or like impressing that I ended up uh, trying to follow the the rules by the book, and then the judges themselves, like are kind of like ha- ha- like uh, contradicting themselves as
1: that's what not they that's, that, that's not what they were looking at. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah no, absolutely. I think. Not just that, but, yeah, again, like, even just the initial qualification, yeah, there were so many contradictions pretty much in a lot of the people that qualified or people that even didn't even qualify, right? Like, yeah, at bottom line, I don't know what they were really looking for or whatnot. It felt very, yeah, weird and not really transparent, at least. They didn't really explain that, uh afterwards. Uh, I know you asked, you asked them why and all that, which I think is, honestly, I think I encourage people to do that more often. Like, I, w- I would love if I was the judge, to people to come to me. Like, I was so ready to explain the only time that I judge, right? So, yeah, I think we should definitely bring more transparency if we want this to grow and be more professional. Yeah.
0: Um, I do this on, on every single competition, like both in the first one, the national championship and uh, in the swap Z, I always go to the to the judges and ask like, "Hey, what was the the game changer?" Even for Felix, so I remember on Felix, I went to the static judge and said like, "Hey, ha, uh, what should I've gone done better?" And then what he said is like, "Oh, your your fasto wasn't as good as his," but then he was a static judge and not the power dynamics judge, and like, man, something's wrong here. Why are you telling me this? This is not an excuse. This is not even your ca- category to, for you to be judging. So this was one of the issues uh, on the last competition here in Melbourne. um to be honest they weren't very uh, transparent about it uh they again like i, I don't want to shame anyone but I, I think there was a lot of lack of transparency in the way they handled it and like just so you know like i ended up winning in in flexibility <laughs> apparently because of my <laughs> spread apparently. <of> pledge apparently
1: <laughs> yeah. Holy shit, so was-
0: again it doesn't add up and in the end of the day i think that if we gotta pick judges that are qualified by the level by their l- level of, uh, of, actual- of skills. Mm-hmm. And, but uh, that's also a problem because uh, Australia doesn't have that many high-level uh, athletes and the ones that do, uh, they want to compete. Yeah. So it's very hard to find judges. So it's, it's complicated. So it's like, what, are we going to bring in judges from abroad? Uh, mm-hmm. I'm not sure if that's an actual possibility. So yeah, that's definitely something to, to, to think about. And I think that my my, my headphones about to, <laughs> to go out of battery. So mm-hmm. uh, I wanted to make the announcement that I promised in the beginning of the podcast. Yeah, go for it. Uh, so on the 17th of November, uh, it's a Thursday evening. I'm actually going to be participating on a Got Talent Show. So oh, you know yeah. those shows like America's Got Talent and everyone like put up a, a performance with music and you have the four judges... I'm going to be participating on one of those. It's uh, called IDPs Got Talent. It's uh, designed for international students who got talent. Out of almost 400 uh, participants, I'm in the top 10 finalists. And I'm going to be performing live on the Capitol Theater here in Melbourne on the 17th of November. And everyone who's listening to this uh, are welcome to join. It's like $10 the ticket and should be fun. And hopefully, I'll be able to to pull something out of that.
1: <laughs> Damn, that's crazy, man! Congrats on that. So is that so it's that, that's the finals? If I got that right.
0: Yeah, it's it's the yeah it's the finals. Like it's gonna be a two hour presentation. Everyone has like a three minutes presentation where all different kinds of talents and and shows. Uh, I think some people are going to be playing instruments or singing or doing some acts. I have no idea. Mm-hmm. They just told me that want mine was a very unique act.
1: So I don't know what to expect from the other people. <laughs> wow. Dude, that's crazy. Yeah. Congratulations. Because I think in those sort of events, normally they are not really qualified to really, you know, appreciate how hard the things that you do are. So yeah, the fact that you just made it there is fucking impressive um mm. so yeah i will definitely try to, to to watch it obviously i'm not gonna i won't be in Melbourne but if that's being been... I'll, I'll send you the video afterwards someone's gonna record it yeah is that even live or something yeah we should def- I should definitely watch it oh <laughs> that's funny so yeah awesome. you kept all this in secret you didn't post anything eh? i haven't had time or ha-
0: i haven't i haven't let anyone everyone know yet um i've invited a bunch of friends and family to watch as well uh and yeah but I haven't let everyone know yet. So this is the first official uh uh
1: memo. Mhm. Here <laughs> Yeah, no words. Thanks for using the podcast uh for an answer. I'm blessed. <laughs> That's awesome. Um yeah, let's wrap it up. Nice. Okay. Sweet. Um uh, cool. Uh okay. Uh so is there anything else you wanted to add? I mean, I, I could definitely keep going, but uh, I'm getting that you need to leave. So it's definitely up to, to you. I'm not sure if you want to cover anything else.
0: Uh, that was mostly it from my part. Um, anyone who's listening to me, you can find me on social media uh, at ariojfbrand18 on Instagram and Brand on YouTube. I have a lot of videos there from meetups, from progress, from competitions uh back in the day you should do a lot of huh. uh editing and montages
1: yeah nice <laughs> So yeah i we'll would definitely have a look i think actually i've seen some of that not only sure in youtube but definitely in your instagram like at least five years ago you were already like doing shit like crazy shit so yeah i would check the youtube as well <laughs> take a
0: look at the youtube i have a lot of Interesting content that I put up with all kinds of people with meetups. When, of, uh, when I trained with osvaldo Lugones, when I trained with Ander, Andrea La Rosa Damn. when I trained with all kinds of people, like I would usually do a, a little montage, and would post it on YouTube as uh, not, not exactly
1: vlogs, but just a, a nice edit. Mm-hmm. Nice. Those are some of def- the big names. So yeah, definitely I would check it out. <laughs> Awesome. Thank you so much for having me. No worries, man. Oh, What's it was a pleasure? a pleasure talking to you. Thanks for taking the time. I know yeah. you are a busy with man, with uni and everything. So, yeah, it yeah. was a pleasure. Awesome. Thank you so much. Have a good one. No worries for that. Bye bye.